This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I love the chatty house. We're finding places for people like the barista to watch. They can watch from Polanco. Mm. They can watch from down by the river. Yeah, they can watch there. Kells916 says... They can watch on the McDonald's on Richard. I was going to say. Now, we don't want anybody to get hurt here. Well, well, (laughs) to be clear, we're sending the barista's ass back to Natomas. He can watch from Natomas somewhere. He can't watch from downtown Sacramento. (laughs) He can watch from Natomas. Did that Friday's ever get built? He can watch from there. (laughs) They got a Chili's uh, right there off the freeway. He can watch from there with the rest of the people staying at the Residence Inn. Matter of fact, he can watch at that Nation's. They don't have no TVs in there. He could watch it on his phone. There you he go. can't get somebody else's TV to watch it. Bro, you could watch it, watch it. Jack's Urban Eats. <laughs> so, but, yeah, man, go watch the game in center court. You're going to be looking for center court forever. <laughs> the hell is center court now? It is. Oh, what is uh, it? I drive by it every day. Is it? Wait a minute. Is it? It's not BevMo, is it? It's <laughs> no, center court BevMo. It, I think it is a restaurant. Mm. But I can't remember which one it is. I know the channel. Buffalo, it might be a Buffalo Wild Wings. It might be a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's phenomenal knowledge. He can't watch there. No. He can't watch there. Yep, it's Buffalo Wild Wings. All right. He can't watch there. That's too good. No. He can, I'm going to uh, tell him, hey, yeah, go to center court. Yeah, go hang out. But hey. There. <laughs> go to Arco, hey, go, too. Hey, go watch it, El Ray, man. It's yeah. going to be popping. I'm looking for El Ray. <laughs> the worst would be if El Ray was still open and you sent him there. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, no. You know where he, you Coffee know where boy's he, stomach come out feeling like Jesse's does right now. You know you know where he got to go to watch the game? And for the after party. <laughs> 705 J Street, downtown Sacramento. It's the world-famous club, Ricky's. That's where we go sit. Send his ass to sidelines. He can watch... He could watch in sidelines in old Sacramento. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll oh, say this. Man. His team could be in the NBA Finals. That dude isn't coming here. Hell no. He is not Hell coming no. here. He doesn't want that awkward moment where we're all rounding the corner and we bump into each other. <laughs> I do. Oh, it's all. If y'all paid attention to what I said was, man, get your backtracking ass out of here. And and I'll, I'll tell you guys. Ridiculous. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys the 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 whole situation. For me personally, I, he say whatever he want. You know about the Kings, about De'Aaron Fox. That's fine. He got disrespectful afterwards, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's silly. So that's that's what that you say whatever you want about basketball. That's not my concern. 
Don't disrespect. Don't that's disrespect. that's how you know a dude is like insecure with it. Like he has an opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey. We're in Sacramento. We're curious what you meant. You want to you want to jump on the show? We'd appreciate it. We mm-hmm. just want we want to ask you about the John Morant De'Aaron Fox it. thing and what you what you meant by that. And I just think he I just don't think he responded. And then the Twitter stuff started, and then he started getting dumb. And it's like, all right, you still haven't answered the question. What are you talking about? Right. To this day, he hasn't answered the question. But he's backtracked all over some video from, I think it was All-Star Weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, nah, you you out. It's too late. Yeah. You got disrespectful. You're insecure. Yeah. You, you, you know what you said made no sense, and so he you're out. He got upset because I said he probably can't make a left-handed layup. And then, so then he called me Freddie Gibbs. And then he called you Freddie Gibbs. And then I called him, this is America, Childish Gambino. He ain't even that good. <laughs> he looked just like him in that video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Freddie Gibbs thing actually was funny. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought I thought we was just like snapping back and forth. That's why I called him that. But he he got upset. Well, he's 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 in dude is insecure. <laughs> he's been running his media career off a of front office executive. Meanwhile, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't. I've told y'all before. I didn't find that information out on my own. That's what his coworkers at ESPN said. Mm. The dude is not a front office executive. He got Steve Kerr's freaking coffee. And anyone else in the office who wanted it, he went and got it. Hey, that's a fine profession. An executive assistant, do your thing. Mm -hmm. An executive assistant is not the same as a front office executive. Mm -hmm. You you want to know the the example of somebody who has a basketball opinion and we don't have to agree with it and it's still all love? Yep. Marcus Cousins. Yeah, speak on it. Marcus Cousins was on – I guess Paul Pierce and Rachel Nichols have a show on Showtime. Uh, and he was on there and he, he waxed It's a hell of a combination, by the it way. Is. You, you, yeah, I remember people were talking about, did you see the show with Boogie and Rachel Nichols and Paul Pierce? <laughs> why, why would I have seen this? Like, wh- where, What part of the universe does this exist in? Uh, well, now I know. It's Showtime. And Boogie, he uh, talked, asked, uh, Rachel asked him about you know, how he feels about watching you know, the success, and he just talked about how happy he was for, for the fans. And it wasn't in the Michael Malone, Tyrese nah, Halliburton it was genuine, way. Yeah. It was like, nah, man, like, love those guys out I there. think Tyrese is genuine. I don't think Mike Malone is. I think Tyrese is. I think Tyrese eventually will be genuine. Right now he still has a little resentment. So okay. he just, like, puts it at fans. Like, he says okay. a little, little okay. He, he, he does do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Boogie was like, man, I feel good for them, man, and it's it's so fun to watch or whatever. He obviously said, I got love for Fox and Monk, you know, the UK connection. Those are my those are my Kentucky young boys, so it's it's all good. And then they talk about what the Kings might do in the playoffs. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're gonna be able to get it done in the playoffs because they don't play no defense. And then somebody brought up Dallas. I think it was Paul, and he's like, Yeah, I don't think they could beat Dallas. And Paul was like, Paul Pierce of all mm. people was like, bruh, no, like they could they they'll handle Dallas. He's like, they ain't got nobody to guard Luca. And then Paul Pierce was like, bro, they just put up 175 points. And Boogie's like, it's the playoffs. It's gonna be different, man. Oh, so man. I was like, nah, Boogie, I disagree, man. I disagree with Boogie. But you know, it's a situation where okay, he got his opinion. Like, that's still my guy. That's still love. So Come the uh so the 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 playoff thing, it's gonna be different. It's funny. It, it's funny because it's a lot like this end of se- this this ramped up version of the NBA season that everybody is 
geared up for except for the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> okay, so it's different in the playoffs. Mm. How? Now, we. I don't want you to logistically explain this to me. I understand that the teams play four, five, six, seven times in a row. Mm. I understand that part. How is the game different? Oh, well, it, it, it slows down. According to who? <laughs> oh, we did this already. You, the, 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 the league-leading score, the, t- the team that leads scoring in the NBA, their, their scoring average drops by, uh, on average, six points per game uh, headed into the, when, when you get to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Cool. We've done the math for you. 120.7 minus six is 114.7. The Sacramento Kings have an 825 win percentage mm. when they score 114 plus. Mm. How slow does the game get? I'm calling BS on some. I'm, you know what? I got to do some. I got to do some research. And here, quick. and here's another thing about that. Up. With when they brought up Dallas, and I talked about this with uh, with Jason Jones as well, is like even if you feel like the 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 Kings don't play defense and you know, and, and they're going to struggle in the playoffs because of the playoff time. Dallas ain't going to be the team to do it. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> like, you want to talk about not playing defense, not having no kind of rebounding and rim protection. They're the poster boys of that. Plus, they got a head coach that's just watching just like us. He's, he's just watching. <laughs> he ain't playing. I'm watching just like you. So, where The I, wildest thing ever said in a postgame press wild. conference. From a head coach. So where I can understand in theory what these people are saying, Dallas ain't going to be the team to do it. I can tell you that. People ask me, who would you rather face, um, the the uh, the Warriors or the Clippers? Please, Dallas, get hot and get to that sixth seed. Please. I want the Mavericks. I wonder how I can get an average. Let me try, let me try something just real quick. This will just take one second. So back to Brandon Figueroa Stop and his fight that. this Oh, it didn't work. There was 132 points scored last year in the playoffs. 130, 127, 126, 125. Matter of fact, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Roughly 20. Boy, it might even be as high as. I'm going to go 20 and some change. Mm-hmm. 20 plus games of 114 points in the NBA postseason last year. Mm. I got a 125 to 114 final score. I got a 126 to 118 final score. I got a 126 to 117 final. Like how, what, what are these playoffs where everything changes? <laughs> hey, you can scroll down and you see the occasional uh, 102 to 77, you said, 99 to 77. You said 20 times that happened? Yeah, and that's conservative. I think it happened a lot more. I'm just there's not only, gonna. I'm just not gonna. Like forty games. In the I'm just playoffs. not gonna sit here on the show and go one, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. three. This is all like one of the. There's there's one game. There's at least five of the games where 114 points were scored where they lost. <laughs> And we just people are just recycling narrative. There's no evidence that anything is going to change. Yeah. There's no evidence. And that's in this is just last year. And that's last year, not considering the way scoring has happened this year. People scoring, scoring is over ridiculous. the place this year. 
Scoring. Nobody, nobody playing no defense. There were two 40-point scores in that Pelicans-Blazers game last night. And that game didn't even go to double overtime. It did not. <laughs> um, but um, DeMarcus, if you're listening and you're worried about the Kings not being able to play defense to get past Dallas, come to Sacramento. Come on, man. Come on back home. Yeah. I love Boogie back at Sac. Come on back home, baby. I don't think that's happening, yeah. uh, but I'm always, I'm always, always hope. I'm always all for it. Uh, I've had this sound from uh, De'Aaron Fox queued up for yeah, I saw that. Yeah. about two hours. <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and play it for you. Uh, you'll hear from De'Aaron Fox when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Very lonely, 3 o'clock hour. Normally, Matt George is with us. Jason Jones, James Ham. Well, nobody. Why don't nobody love us, man? How come they don't want me, man? <laughs> uh, Bel Air is back, uh, by the way. Returned on Thursday. I saw that it's back. I haven't uh, seen the episode yet. Interesting, uh, interesting start to the season. Nice little, nice little callback with Tatiana and Ali in the series. Oh, um, make, uh, but it's, but it's, it's the, it's the, it's the one episode per week gimmick. So it's like, all right, first episode in. That's 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 hmm. it. New episode drops on Thursday. So I was watching like, oh, new episode drops. There, I guess I'll wait till tomorrow and watch one other episode again. Like it's nineteen ninety eight. Anticipation. Just drop all the damn episodes at once so I can watch them. Part of me feels like. Part of me feels like uh, Bel Air was was a one off. We'll see. We'll see. The story, the story was, was beautiful. Told. Yeah, yeah, the story yeah. The yeah. story is beautiful. It's almost but, like so, Empire. So what? <laughs> Empire, the story was a great story, and then they kept got weird. back for more. Yeah, got weird on the show and in real life. It just got <laughs> weird. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, the, I think the story was told. I also, the, the, the writer's got to get really creative as to, you, you, you've got to veer away maybe a little bit more mm. from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like you made, there were enough subtle tie-ins right, 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 right. while telling your own story that's like, oh, this is pretty dope. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, build your own show. Yeah. And let's see where this goes. But look, if all Americans can do it, they can. You see what all Americans doing right now? I don't Homecoming. Where I, they're at the HBCU? Well, the, I think they got another version of high school. I don't know. Them, them, I don't know. I'm still on season two. I don't know. I don't know. The kid from Compton or, or wherever, the, the, he's like 30. <laughs> so... So <laughs> I swear he came into that school as a senior. They were, and he was, was there for four years. Four years. <laughs> that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a really long high school setting show, and then they finally realized, like, hey, we've got to, we've got to put an end to this thing. And they were in training camp for like all HBCU. of season two. Like I'm almost done with season two, and I'm like, yo, they haven't started the season yet. Well, Michigan Wolverine says Tay Diggs is done with. I believe Tay Diggs is done with All American. If Tay Diggs is done with All American, I ain't got no reason to watch anymore. Mm. Tay Diggs is the star of that show. It all it all clicks together for Tay Diggs, Spencer, you who's aging. The star? No, Tay Diggs is aging backwards. Like Tay yeah, Diggs is the great. the draw for me. Like, He's oh, also that's dating Diggs. backwards. Well, <laughs> well, he got uh, dating uh, April, Amarion's baby mama. Omarion's having a he's having a time here. Omarion yeah. is you know what? Omarion's fine though. Like he's A okay. Because things happen to him. I remember when uh April and Fizz tried to like oh. talk about like, oh yeah, we're dating now. And Marion was like, I wish you guys the best. Mm. Enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fine. He's he's perfectly fine. But um yeah. He's uh, got an ice box where his heart used to he be. He does have an ice box where his heart used to be. Um, speaking of Bel Air, Coco Jones is part of the Soul Blue lineup. So that's my girl right there. Yeah, I went to KSFM.com to look for some information on Soul Bloom. Wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> it can't happen. It's so frustrating. There is a Coco Jones thing. And I was like, oh, is Coco Jones? Is she going to wind up in Sacramento? Mm-hmm. She is. It's part of Soul Bloom. And it's okay. We about to change all the radio. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that we, we, we we're going to fix everything. Don't worry, D'Lo and Casey are on it. We'll do it live. We'll t- <laughs> we're good, bro. We got to go. I've been this De'Aaron Fox sound has been here for <laughs> it almost been, almost for, didn't want to come up. For, it's been for, there for so for, long for two days. Uh, James Ham, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox on getting drafted to the Sacramento. <laughs> You guys are really responded. It's James. So you're a dad now. Okay, I apologize. Here's De'Aaron Fox. From today's practice. You guys are really responded coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, what is it you're seeing that just makes you guys a little different than what you've seen here in the past years? Um, I mean, obviously we're in a much different position uh, coming out of All-Star break. Um, it could be really the last couple weeks of a season after All-Star break, especially if you're not um, in the playoff race, can be kind of, I would say, draining. Um, most guys are just ready for the season to be over at that point. Um, but like I said, we're in a much different position. Uh, we're fighting for positioning and seeding. So um, coming out of All-Star break was something that we wanted to do. Um, and Mike talked about it probably two weeks before All-Star break because you don't want to let your foot off the gas going into All-Star break and you want to already have your foot on the throttle coming out of it. 
when you different for you to feel like that because in the years past it's been you know like you could say inexhaustible. I mean, uh, every game matters. Every every single game that we go out there matters. Um, it's it's definitely different. Uh, obviously, coming into it now, you know, guys coming against us, you know, everybody's playing. Guys have to beat us to. I mean, that'll be a full. If someone's behind us, that's a that's a full game that you get if if, if you're able to either win or lose that game. So. Um, it, it's great just being a, being able to play in games that matter, and uh, every single game is, is one that matters, especially with the, with the type of schedule that we have. Uh, we either playing, well, I think we're done with Memphis, but man, I don't think we get Denver until what the last game, maybe. Um, so every just about every team that we play is either right behind us in the standings or a few games back. So, um, like Mike said, we're, we're the hunted, but we want to still go out there and be the aggressor. Darren Fox there. Shout out to uh, Hammer. And I think that was Michelle. I see the KCRA microphone. Mm-hmm. I think that was Michelle mm-hmm. there with that second question. So, yeah. You know, the the thing that, you know, kind of stood out to me mm-hmm. with De'Aaron and people talk about these final 25 games, how the Kings will respond, guys like Fox, how will he respond? You know, there's a part that maybe we didn't even think about about how they may be energized from the fact that all these games matter. And – that there's a level of energy and importance to these games that he's never really experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just playing out the string at at the end of these other seasons. Could be looking at, man, you know, it's a big game on Friday. When was the last time I was in a in a true big game um, this late in the season? There's been somewhere it's like, oh, it's a big game. If they win this one, they'll be four games back of ten. <laughs> <laughs> right with eleven well, to play. Well, it's the it's the Mark Jones line, <laughs> Malik Monk with the three. Though he's never had to do it with the three pointer Kings. The lead is down to twenty one. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Harrison Barnes, HB, gets the lead down to eighteen. He's on that HBO. Yeah, help, help a him. brother out. <laughs> Pop for that one. I'm yeah. pop for that one. Yes, yeah, that's, that's 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 funny. He's so nonchalant with that stuff too, which is <laughs> part of what makes it great. Is yeah, HBO help a brother out. He said, "Oh, he got there quick like a stimulus check." <laughs> Someone's looking around like, "Buddy, my stimulus check did not get here very quick." Uh, Will Z posted a tremendous graphic um, detailing the Sacramento Kings offense this season. Uh, As everyone is aware, their offensive rating is number one. Their points per game is number one. Uh, Their net rating is eight. Uh, Their field goal percentage is second. Their paint field goal percentage is first. Mm. Their mid-range field goal percentage is third. Mm. Their ninth in three-point percentage. Uh, and then he, he he man, shout out Will Z. He worked really hard on this. He's got uh, play types like isolation. They're the second best. Handoff, they're second, uh, third best, excuse me. Um, spot up, they're eighth best. Post up, they're sixth best. Damn. Like their offense is on point. He's got some numbers uh, for De'Aaron Fox as well. Uh, most clutch points. Mm. Um, he's 14th in clutch time assist. He's third. He's tied for third uh, in clutch time steals. Oh, we're talking defense. Mm. He's tied in. He's tied for third in in, in clutch time steals. 
Um, his field goal percentage with a minimum of 30 attempts. He's third clutch time field goal percentage. Damn. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This dude in it, in this offense. It's prolific. It is prolific right now. Great job with this, Will Z, by the way. Yeah, Tremendous really stuff. Good job. It's not getting the respect it deserves, in my opinion, man. Like you say, you listed all that stuff right there as a team, individuals, you know, from all over the place on the on the court. And I'm not saying it's impossible by any means. I'm just saying what what are you trying to stop if you're going up against Sacramento Kings? Like, what are you going to try to stop? We've had the stat that I've always had about them making 12 plus threes. Yeah. They've won plenty of games lately when they've made like nine, ten threes. Mm-hmm. I thought earlier that was the blueprint. Take away the three-point shot and, and you could shut them down. Well, now they've adjusted to that. Now De'Aaron Fox is, is leaped on the mid-range. The bonus casually gets 20 points a night with 14 rebounds. Like, I'd like to know, what do you look to stop with this team? You can't say, hey, let's stop them in transition. It's not even really – that's not the crux of why they're scoring. Scoring a half court. So you slow it down. Yeah, and how exactly do you do that, by the way? I've heard people like, oh, we got to stop the team in transition. Uh, okay, to a certain degree, like, there are certain plays where you can do that. Mm-hmm. But how do you go into a game going, you know what will really give us a chance to win is when we stop the team in transition? They're running. Transition, that's exactly what it is. Off the rim and going. If you're in the wrong position, if it's a long rebound, how is the game plan to slow them down? Yeah, you can't stop that. The the, the only thing that I would say is you have more guys getting back. So, like, certain situations you might say, hey, only one guy crashes. The hell with the rebound. Yeah, you get four (laughs) guys back when the shot goes up. But you said that about the Kings. All right, you want to talk about let's make it a half-court game. They are lethal on the half-court as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't like I said. It's gonna be. I'm really interested to see what these playoffs look like for the Kings, because I'm not sure how you stop them from scoring. There's no reason to believe that De'Aaron and um, Domas won't be great in the postseason. Who's the next most important player? Is it Malik? Is it HB? Mm. Keegan? Herder? My first thought was Malik. I was kind of thinking that too. Because when you get his type of production off the bench, it can make up for everything else it feels like. Right? So if Harrison's got a nine-point outing or something like that, Malik is giving you 18. That makes up for that. You know, it's almost like a flip-flop, right, where Malik's – say it's almost like Harrison scored 18 and Malik had nine off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you aren't getting production from Malik, then maybe Harrison's not on that night. Now where's the scoring punch coming from? Trey Lyles, maybe. I don't know. Terrence Davis. That's the other thing about this team. We won't – I don't know if we'll see it as much in the in the playoffs. But this second unit, that's another thing I disagreed with, with, with Boogie. Boogie said the bench was kind of suspect. And I was like, oh. The Kings bench? Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, Boogie, I don't, I don't agree with that mm-hmm. one. I don't mm-hmm. agree with that one. And because I think that's what's possibly mm-hmm. going to separate them from some of the teams in the playoffs. I think the way they score off the bench, the way they're lethal potentially off the bench with Trey Lyles, Terrence Davis, and Malik Monk, let alone if Davion is scoring that night, I think that's what could help them a lot of the times. A lot of other teams' second unit. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up, which means 
they may have to extend the minutes of their starters, which may wear them down over the course of a long series. Huh. 2023, I, I think this is right. The lead leader in bench points. I'm looking at StatMuse, so okay. which team leads the they NBA got in bench the good graces. They were they were on they did. It, it, it was catchy. Yeah. Like y'all y'all were y'all were about to they be at center jumped. court. Yeah, they got jumped. Yeah. Um I don't think you could guess in twenty nine guesses who the league leader is in bench points. Like total points. Or, or the points top three. Uh it's points per game. Hmm. And they don't coincide, by the way, the number of points. Per game, and um, or the, the the total points in the points per game don't coincide. Dennis Schroeder. No, not not a player. Oh, not a player. I'm sorry, a team. Not a game. You, not yeah, a game. Yeah, no. You mentioned the you mentioned what Boogie said about the the bench, and I was mm. like, uh, one just Bo- Boogie's De- Demarcus is. I believe Demarcus is wrong, uh, yeah, but we don't agree. But he's like, well, wait a minute. What do, what do, what do the numbers say? And I won't make you guess. Twenty nine teams. The Indiana Pacers. Mm, uh, well, um, it's a Benedict tie. It's a tie. Seven like twenty points a night. It's a tie. The Indiana Pacers are tied with <clears throat> the San Antonio Spurs. Well, at forty-two point seven points per game. Hmm. Now the third team, forty-two points per game, is the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. Now I, I, I that makes sense. I emphasize that for a reason because the fourth team is the Lakers. I believe they're playing better, but they're still in the position they're in. The Detroit Pistons, wow, Jeez. the Utah Jazz, the Oklahoma City Thunder at 38.9, and then the Sacramento Kings at 37.6. Wow. So it's Indiana, San Antonio, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pistons, the Jazz, the Thunder, and then Sacramento at 37.6 points per game as the top bench scoring teams in the league. Yeah, I with, wouldn't have guessed that. I with the Golden State Warriors right behind them. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that. I don't either. I mean, the Clippers, when I looked up this stat, the name I thought I was going to see was the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Will did, hasn't included that in anything, so I thought it must not be a particularly impressive stat for Sacramento. So who's in front of them? My immediate thoughts were the Clippers – the, the Suns, the Warriors, and then whatever else happens. Uh, that was wrong. I got to be honest. That's, that's Spurs and Pistons being in there. That just fried my brain. I don't so, know what to think anymore. So I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Which way is up? Do it, Doc, Doc, what would you like me to do, Doc? Well, I mean, in this situation, I really wish you'd tell the whole story. So the Spurs tied for first. Um, the Pacers have 94.8 bench minutes per game. Hmm. The Spurs... 99.2. That's the highest. The Clippers are a good basketball team. I'm going to quantify the Lakers as a good basketball team right now. Eh. Uh, uh, Okay. Well, they don't fit here. The Detroit Pistons. So, another just terrible team, right? 95.1. The (laughs) Boy, this changes the whole story a little bit. So... 
the teams in front of Sacramento, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, how riveting is counting on the radio? Phenomenal. 94, 99, 94, 93, 95, 91, 97, minutes per game for the bench. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, 83.2. Mm. Golden State, 87.3. Mm. They're the team right behind Sacramento. 83.2 minutes per game for that bench. How many this is this is actually very intriguing. How many minutes bench minutes do the Bucks have a night? 92.9. And they're 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 lower on this list. Uh Portland is is weird. I just threw out the Bucks cuz I wanted to see how many bench minutes uh, one of the top teams has or whatever. Portland is the worst. They have the worst bench at 25.7 points per game, and they play 76 minutes. Mm. Um, Look at other top teams. Cleveland is near the bottom uh, in terms of bench scoring. New York is near the bottom in terms of bench scoring and minutes played. Philly is in the bottom-ish. Boston... 32.7 32.7 points on 81.5 minutes. Denver, 33 points on 86 minutes. Hmm. Mentioned Milwaukee. There's Brooklyn up there. Dallas is 34 on 87. So the the funny thing about this that I'm I'm hearing Boy. is like these top teams outside of Milwaukee. Milwaukee's in the 90s, I guess. But all these top teams, remember all the time, you got to get a better bench because – you know, the minutes have to – you can play them too many minutes. Well, it seems like all the good teams are playing their starters more minutes than you realize. Would you say Boston's in the 80s, Denver's in the 80s when the, with the bench minutes? Boston – yeah, Boston's low 80s too, 81.5. Uh, Denver – actually, Denver and Boston are right next to each other. Denver's 86. Mm. Philadelphia's 81. Mentioned Cleveland, 79. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee, like, Milwaukee is is play your best Milwaukee is the highest by far of those teams that you consider championship contenders. They're ninety two point nine. The Memphis Grizzlies are ninety three point nine. The Suns, obviously, they're going to change a little bit, but they're eighty seven point nine. Kings eighty three point two. Wow. And, uh, I mean, and, I guess that's not particularly surprising because we talked about Domas and De'Aaron playing 38, 39 minutes, but it, well, it's it's jarring to see it in comparison to the rest of the league. And what's surprising I to wonder. me is with that amount of minutes where they are in bench scoring. Right, that's what – yeah, yeah. E- exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, I, I don't – They're don't getting the it points. It seems like it's very efficient. That's it. Considering how much – they don't play, I guess you could They're say. getting the points without the same amount of minutes that the mm-hmm. teams in front of them are. Yeah. They're they're the lowest team in the top. I, I forgot what number I said the Kings were, like seventh, Nine, eighth, something like that, ninth. Zone. So the lowest number of the teams ahead of Sacramento in terms of minutes per played for the bench is the Lakers. And it's 93.0. No, mm-hmm. I take that back. Sorry, check that. Dump that. It's the Utah Jazz, 91.7. Like so eight it's eight more minutes. It's eight right? more minutes. Hmm. Hmm. Total points. Who leads in total points? Pacers, Kings kind of in the same general spot. This is fascinating. You might have lost me. I might I might just continue <laughs> to like 
<laughs> what bench has the most rebounds? Damian Z. Who, who has the most <laughs> assists? Kings, you know, they're 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 top. Who has the most steals? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm um who a uh, plus minus. Oh, this will be fun. Oh, wow. There's there's that damn plus minus again. Huh. What you see? Well, Cleveland. Okay, okay. Oh, child, this doesn't mean any. Okay, so Cleveland's number one. Okay, and what plus minus? Plus minus. It's plus five oh eight. Cleveland's number one. Damn. Hang on. Phoenix is number three. Okay. New York is number four. Oklahoma City is number two. <laughs> They're plus five oh seven. The new, uh, the the new, I said the New York Knicks were four. The Chicago Bulls are fifth. Mm. The Sacramento Kings bench. Is this right? Is minus seven on the season? Huh. That's a stupid stat, anyways. Yeah. Anyone who uses it, <laughs> dummies. <laughs> Stupid plus minus that. I don't even know what that means. What is Oklahoma City doing up there? Oklahoma City, oddly enough. <laughs> Oklahoma City is in this this bench category pretty strong, though. They're in a lot of like weird statistic statistical categories. They're number three in the league in scoring. Speaking of the Bucks and their bench minutes, they're the front runners to sign Goran Dragic. Sorry, Kings fans. Goran Dragic is in fact not coming to Sacramento. <laughs> Good for the Bucks. <laughs> Jordan Meek says D'Lo sounds like me reading bills. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just fascinated by that. Like, wait a minute, what are all these numbers? What does this mean? <laughs> this is fascinating. That, that was that was a rabbit hole I did not intend to go down uh live on the radio. Point being, yeah. the King's bench is good. They are good. Despite the minus seven. And I do because um, I think I forgot who it was. They're good and, and they're efficient. Yes. Aldrin in the chat was saying, you know, the bench, the Kings aren't that deep or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's all relative. I think the Kings can play nine players in the playoffs. Yeah. Possibly 10, depending on what you want to do with Metu and stuff like that. But real players get nine minutes. Like you got your five starters. I think Davion, mm-hmm. Monk, Lyles. And I would find my minutes for TD yep. in the playoffs, and you'd be good. All of those guys can go for twenty five plus. Yeah, I don't think I think, I don't think there's a lot is playing of, the five. This is yeah, what I, I think can see is that. Happening. And then yeah. you just kind of switch out between Keegan and and mm-hmm. Domas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I, I don't I don't know if there's many other teams in the playoffs who can say that. Like all nine guys that you put out there could drop twenty five, and that goes to what Kevin Durant was talking about one time in that et cetera's interview way mm-hmm. back when, when he was with Brooklyn, mm-hmm. way back when he was with Brooklyn. Right uh, after the Kings blew Brooklyn out. Right. Yeah. He was like, bro, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you guard those guys sometimes if everybody's cooking? Cause you got to respect everybody. Which is what he saw. He saw mm-hmm. everyone on the team cooking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which hasn't happened a lot this year. No. Um, but the, the, the thing is, it, again, Everyone was cooking that night. Like, you get three guys. Right. You need three guys. Maybe one's not cooking. They're just they're just marinating a little bit. They got a little something going yeah. right there. You get three guys cooking, and you get one thirty instead of one. You get three guys cooking. It's lights out. 
lights, lights out. It's so I'm, I'm really anxious. Like, uh, I'm just really anxious to see what happens in these playoffs, man. Like, if the Kings can keep this up. I believe they can because I just look at it. I don't look at, like, history. I don't look at, you know, trends and stuff like that. I look at this team this year and the way they score and what they do. It's not gimmicky. You know, it's not a gimmick. It is just unbelievably efficient, and everything fits. Like, if you try to take something away, they have the counter for it. Say you want to take away the threes. All right, De'Aaron Fox is a whiz in the mid-range. Like, what, the, what you going to do? You could say, hey, we're not. We're just going to give up twos and not threes. Mm-hmm. But at some point, when he's getting to the bucket all night long, he's hitting the 15-footer all night long, you got to come off that at some point. And now Herder's hitting or Keegan Murray. You got your big guy out there. You got your four. The four isn't used to just hugging the other, the other four man out there at the three-point line. That's why Keegan gets all those open looks all the time. So, or Sabonis, you you going up, let's say you're going up against Dallas. Who gonna guard Sabonis? Yeah, that's that's the, the those are the that's the type those are the type of questions like when you talk about playoff matchups where it's like, I'd really like to avoid a team like Phoenix, because we talked about the defensive you know, everyone wants to clamor over the offense with Kevin Durant. I'm more worried about what they do defensively with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. But Dallas you know, through all of the uh, the fear that Steph Curry can can put into a fan base mm-hmm. on the offensive end, I do look at the Warriors sometimes defensively like, okay, they're not what they were. Draymond can still, I, I absolutely believe, especially in big-time situations, Draymond can still be that guy mm-hmm. defensively. Um, the Clippers, like the Clippers, like to their whole thing is is slow the game down. Drapes brought up the you know Drapes you, you brought up uh, Drapes' frustration with the first half and with the first half of the um, the one seventy six one seventy five game, and that's such a prime example to me of because you 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 brought this up uh, immediately on Monday. That's 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 not. The Clippers game. Mm-hmm. The Clippers want to beat you 101 to 106. They don't care if they beat you by two, three, ten, but they they're not that that's not their vibe. They're not trying to 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 get into the 113s and the 114s and the 130s and all of that stuff. Right. They're certainly not trying to do that. So the fact that that game was 80 to 76 after a single quarter, you had an experienced, you had a championship coach with a championship player with all NBA players. Mm-hmm. On that team, and the Kings roped them into playing their way for the entirety of the game. If they were playing Clipper style basketball in that fourth quarter where they were turning the ball over, where the Kings were forcing turnovers, they were doing that because the Clippers kept trying to play the way that the game had been dictated for 40 some odd minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like the the, the 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 Kings were almost of the mindset, and I'm confident Mike didn't plan it this way. Keep 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 everything pressing because that's our best chance at getting them to make them a, a mistake. They're outside of their comfort zone right now. And they played for 40 some odd minutes the way the Sacramento Kings wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And because of that, in the final 4 minutes, 3 minutes, they made mistakes. And they couldn't they had got so roped in after a 80 to 76 first half. They had got I, there was no quarter where there weren't a bunch of points scored. They'd got so roped into playing that way, they couldn't go back to playing the way that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They couldn't slow the tempo down enough. 
And it's whether it's muscle memory, whether it's just adrenaline, whether it's just the rhythm of the game, whatever, whether it's feeling like you haven't put them away yet. Something kept them playing that way, and that works to the Sacramento Kings' advantage. The longer a team, whether it be Golden State or Dallas or or, or I'm going to reserve Phoenix for a minute, mm-hmm. or uh, the Clippers, the longer they play like try to play like you, the worse shape that they're in. And you know, you know what it is. In my opinion, I think it's the the pressure they put on you offensively. Like you feel offensively, you feel like yo, we've got to score because they're going to score. So every time you have a good look, every time you are have a fast break opportunity, you're like yo, we got to convert. Put so, go finish. We've got to convert. It's a it's a it's a mental. I, I agree with I I hundred percent understand what you're saying, but I'll go back to the Malik Monk play the the the, the one play because there was only one where he scored thirty in the final the twenty two minutes or whatever it was mm-hmm. the step in three and I think it cut it to nine, but I can't remember the mm-hmm. exact the the step in three. They called timeout. There's a there's a buzz for the Kings right now. Like okay, they got a chance at this. I think the Clippers scored on the next possession after the timeout. The Kings turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, uh, excuse me, the Clippers kept running. They were like, yo, push, 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 go, go, go. I think they scored again. And then they they just kept trying to go up. That moment, the game should have been over. Mm-hmm. They should have stopped. Okay, we got them. We're back to double digits. T- much like the season for Tumpton, time's running out. Mm-hmm. Slow down. They couldn't bring themselves to stop. I, they got the stop. They got exactly what they needed in that moment. I think they got two of them. Yeah. But they insisted on continuing to run. And and, and I, I remember that moment, and I think, just how I feel, I think it's one of those things where, like, you can't – you can never have enough points against these guys. you got to keep your foot on the gas. Because if you don't, they're going to score. You better mm-hmm. make sure you have your points. And I don't know when the time is where they feel comfortable just walking it up. I mean, to a certain degree, they tried to do that. De'Aaron Fox picked his pocket twice, or picked his pocket, then an ill-advised pass. Like yeah. they weren't, they were in the half court at that point. But the turnovers happened, and then they got you panicked and frantic, and then well, Tyloo the, had that stupid look on his face. The Paul George it, play wasn't in the half court, was it? Yeah, it, it was in the back court, but it was they took the ball out. De'Aaron scored. They took the ball out. De'Aaron had full court pressure. But it was one on one. Okay. And Paul was you. trying to, you know, yeah, yeah. slowly get the ball up court. He got ripped. Then they came back down court and De'Aaron was guarding him again. Paul was in the half court and he was kind of off balance, made a pass. Keegan picks it off. Now all of a sudden it's a it's a five point game. And then the offensive foul happened. And then Tyloo had that stupid look on his face. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe that stupid look <laughs> off your face. <laughs> Yeah. So I, 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 I could be wrong. I don't know. I think it's the pressure that these Kings put on you to continue to score because they're not going to stop. Hmm. And then I think I do think that the Kings. We we always kind of look at it and wish they do it all the time, but I do think they pick it up on the defensive end in the half court from time to time. I think a lot of the times when when they have problems. It's in like semi transition. Like don't stop the ball, bad rotations, things of that yeah. nature. But yeah. when they can especially late in games like that, when they can lock in, I think they they do a decent well, job. 
I don't I don't disagree with that. I think the how often do they lock in? Cause I have I have annoying plays in my head, and I, I'm not picking on them. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of Kevin Herter plays in my mind where they're in the half court and Kevin Herter's feet are like glued to the ground. Yeah, Tuesday. Now, I don't mean to pick on Kevin Herter. Like there's a, there, there's plenty of plays that you can point out mm-hmm. where 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 that happens. And I try. I don't have. I do not have the eye that you have. You you have the eye of every coach player I've ever watched basketball with. I don't have that eye. So I try not to be critical of what I see on defense because defense is let me rephrase that. I try to be less critical of what I see on defense because so often defense is based on what someone else is doing. Mm. And I was critical of something once and a coach told me, you'll never guess which one. <laughs> you don't know what they were but but like that might have been the play. Like that yeah. might have been what that defender would that might have been what that player was supposed to do mm-hmm. and he expected someone else to be there for them mm-hmm. and they weren't. So while it looked like and I'll 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 say Kevin Herter, while it looked like someone just ran past Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter may have expected someone to be on the outside but they weren't. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why I I think, you know, with 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 offense we can watch movement. We can watch movement. Oftentimes on offense, we can watch body language. We can see who's actively involved in something and who isn't. That hasn't been a problem this season with the Sacramento Kings. But you could see it. You could see it across the league. Defense, I think, is harder to get a feel for uh, because you don't know what the call is. You have a far better recognition of sets and movements than I do. So I try to slow down my heavier criticisms of the defensive end because sometimes – it wasn't the guy who got blown past who missed the assignment. Right. It was somebody else. Right, and then and also sometimes it's it's almost not a missed assignment. It's like they just made it. We saw it a lot in that game on Friday. Remember when Kawhi caught the pass and in midair did a 360 and passed to Batum in the, in the corner for an open three? They stopped the ball in the middle. He was just that much quicker to make the next play. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it really is just bad defense, though. Sometimes sure. it's like, hey, you didn't do your job. Sometimes it's exactly what it looked like yeah. it was. <laughs> like, yeah. Sometimes you don't have to think very hard about what just happened. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it was very clear. Um, well, this was fun. It was. It was old we, days. We made, throwback. We made it. We made it. We made it two days with no Kings basketball. I'm tired of it. I need Kings basketball now. Well, we got it. Uh, we got it in high form. Um, Trista Crick's going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, James Ham, uh, James Ham will be with us in studio tomorrow. We got we got oh, a game yeah, day. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. James will be with us. Uh, will Z will be with us to preview the game uh, as well. If you're listening on the Odyssey app uh, or on ESPN 1320 uh, or on 98.5 uh, FM HD2. Uh, we have got more Kings basketball on the way for you. We've got Sarah Hodges on the way. We've got Kyle Draper on the way. Um, we've got so much more Kings coverage ahead here uh, on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Go Kings! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 